Life Audio. You're listening to Therapy and Theology, and I'm your host, Carly Merclear. This podcast is a space where we explore popular topics and questions related to the convergence of faith, feelings, spiritual formation, and more. My prayer is that through these conversations, we will grow in our awareness of who we are as beloved children of God, learn to acknowledge our needs and emotions with curiosity and compassion, and rediscover the purpose and power of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. As a licensed therapist and ministry leader, I want to give voice to the many questions we face while cultivating a clearer view of how our faith informs our healing journey. I don't have all the answers, but I am committed to going deeper and walking together. So whether you've been to therapy or know exactly what you believe when it comes to theology, I want to invite you to join this journey as we fearlessly name the complexities of our present reality and press into the hope of the gospel story. So are you ready? Let's jump into today's question and begin this journey together. Welcome back to Therapy and Theology, my friends. I cannot believe it is already December. Where has this year gone? We are in the final weeks of 2022, and we are jumping into the second week of our Advent series, Seasons of the Soul. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I encourage you to go back if you have time and check out the episode I did on hope and what hope is and what hope isn't. And it kind of gives a framework for the rest of this series. I want to just give a brief overview of Advent. If you're not familiar with it, and this is your first time listening, Advent is part of the church calendar, which marks a time of contemplation, of the long-awaited arrival of Christ's birth, and then the continued wait of His second coming. And so in light of this promise, we are invited to wait for the hope of restoration to all things and the glory of God to bring peace on earth forevermore. So this second theme of Advent is what we're going to explore today, and that is the theme of peace. We will also explore the questions that arise within the reality that we are often more restless, peaceless, and struggling to find safety and security that is steadfast. So last week, we began with an exploration of hope the promise of Christ's coming and the fulfillment of Christ's birth and the hope of the enduring presence of Christ until he comes again. We also discuss the seasons of the spiritual life, orientation, disorientation, and reorientation, and how the reality of Christ provides us with gifts no matter what season we find ourselves in. And so I want to kind of go back to this idea of the spiritual life, because oftentimes I think in holiday seasons, we can get maybe very disappointed or depressed or even frustrated with the idea that holidays are supposed to be fun and there is so many parties and celebrations, yet in our reality, we might not be in that season and it might be hard for our soul to find joy or hope or peace or comfort. And so when we talk about the seasons of the spiritual life, 
orientation, disorientation, reorientation. We're talking about the movements of our lives coming in and out, being able to orient to things around us, orient to God's presence, but then maybe having seasons where we feel disconnected. And maybe it's a season of doubt or depression or feelings of confusion. And then we find in some way, this reorientation that emerges, maybe it's a new view or a new perspective. And this is how the spiritual life goes. And so to think that we are always going to be without challenge or without difficulty, or without valley is, I think, a very narrow view. And for some, I think it creates a unrealistic expectation of the Christian journey. And so what if we embrace the reality of these seasons and the truth and hope, peace, joy, and love found in Christ our King? And that's what I hope to do as we continue on in this series. So we are going to anchor the next several episodes in Psalm 23. And so I want us to look at this psalm as the blueprints for the orientation, disorientation, and reorientation of our spiritual journey. And through that, I hope that we can look at today, specifically, the first few verses and how they impact this idea of peace, not just peace that the world maybe cultivates for us or promotes for us, but peace that comes from the presence and provision of God. And so let's read this together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. The language of this psalm's introduction is so oriented, isn't it? What I mean by oriented is that he's aware of the goodness and the peace and presence of God. Maybe you have experienced this assuredness, this peace and comfort, this groundedness, or maybe it's something that you long for yet have not found it in some time. We know that David does not stay here in the green pastures and by the still waters, but he notes that he's experienced it in this moment, that in this moment, he acknowledges God's nearness. And this is what I think is so powerful. As much as our culture likes to promote the concept of finding peace and living at peace with ourselves and others, rarely is this a reality in so many ways. Yet this picture found in Psalm 23 of restful residence is one that God invites us into as his children. This theme of peace is found in both the New and Old Testament, often related not to the absence of conflict or difficulty, but the presence of something better. The New Testament defines peace as arene, meaning wholeness. This shalom of the Old Testament and the wholeness of the New Testament in the presence of Christ unite what cannot be reconciled without him. This is true peace, not found in the lack of difficulties or in the accumulation of our deepest desires and longings of this world. It's not found in the presence under the tree or whether or not we won't fight with our families this Christmas, peace is so much more than the resolve of something, but rather it is found in the state of who we are and whose we are. And this is what I think is so powerful about David's oriented state. In verse one, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. 
And this is a significant aspect to experiencing peace despite our circumstances. The name of God as our shepherd is Jehovah Rohi. And we see this in Isaiah 40, 11. It says he will feed his sheep like a shepherd and he will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom, gently leading the mother sheep. There's so many passages of scripture that I could read from both the Old Testament and New that liken God as a shepherd, one that searches after, one that brings us to him, one that protects his flock. And in Ezekiel 33, verses 30 and 31, it says, Then they will know that I, the Lord, their God, am with them, and that they, the Israelites, are my people, declares the Lord. You are my sheep, the sheep of my pasture, and I am your God, declares the Lord. So God used this language of the shepherd with the people of Israel throughout all of the Old Testament And as I read through these verses, the themes of protection and provision and rest and safety are repeated over and over again. This is what it means to see God as our shepherd. Maybe this image of God, though, as shepherd is unfamiliar to you, and maybe you haven't experienced the God of Scripture who speaks to you saying, you are mine and I am yours. This peace is not simply a peace of mind or a life void of complexity but rather a position of our safety that has been secured through God's love and Christ's personhood. You know, in John 10, we see Jesus take on this shepherd role. He says, I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. This fulfillment of the prophecy of the peace that would come, could not come through winning of wars or power, but through the good shepherd's sacrifice to lay down his life. Ah, these words orient my heart and empower my soul. For Jesus says he came once and for all to bring us life, and not just merely a life on earth, but a depth of life grounded in eternity. And I can't help but think that this abundant life is what David is tasting when he says that the Lord brings him to green pastures and still waters and paths of righteousness. He's oriented to this abundant life in these verses. This is the invitation too to us. This is the gospel. Abundance can be defined as much more. It exceeds the physical pleasures this world can offer us, and it surpasses the momentary peace that quickly fades away from us. So this abundance is found only in the arms of Christ, our Good Shepherd. And is a fundamental reminder that even in the midst of our wandering, our waiting, our wanting, our weariness, Christ is for us and he goes before us. So what might it look like to take hold of this peace that our good shepherd possesses in a world that often does not seem oriented where God does not always feel close to us. We are reminded through Psalm 23 verses one through three, that God's heart for us is gentle and good. Jesus embodied this picture of safety as our selfless savior who holds compassion for us. In Matthew nine, Jesus is going throughout all the cities and villages, teaching and 
sharing the gospel and healing the sick. And then it says in verse 36 that when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. So we see this imagery continue on into the New Testament and Christ embodies this compassion for those around him. And this is where peace is found in the personhood of Christ and the peace and compassion that he has for us. I love how both Psalm 33 and John 9 hold similar patterns of practice. We see in Psalm 23 acknowledging he is mine. He is my shepherd. And then John 10 notes that the sheep listened to the shepherd. And then Psalm 23 explains that the good shepherd leads and guides and restores the soul. And John 10 invites us to follow Christ's leading and experience abundant life. So the question that I think arises is that we've been looking for peace in all the wrong places. Maybe we're looking for it in positions and possessions, and maybe we're looking for it in a person or in our parents' approval or our spouse's significance of us. But what if, what if the true peace that we desire is found in acknowledging and holding close the position that we hold as beloved children of God? Do you know the shepherd? Have you heard his voice? Do you know his compassion? Because I think these verses can feel artificial. They can feel unbelievable if we've never experienced the kindness and compassion of God as our shepherd. And so the first practice of this is just to acknowledge he is mine. In moments where maybe peace feels so hard to obtain this season of Christmas, what if we just took a deep breath and said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Or he is mine and I am his. And then we move on to listening to his voice. What is God saying to you in this season? Oftentimes the busyness of the season creates difficulty to find still waters. And so what would it look like to orient our soul around listening to the good shepherd's voice, to the good shepherd's leading? And then what if we allowed his truth and his word to restore our souls, and then following him in the invitation of abundant life. This is a practice, isn't it? And something that I think is so powerful in creating peace in our life. A peace that is accessible at any point, in any place, and it allows us to experience the closeness of our King. So I pray that wherever we find ourselves, we can experience this peaceful pasture or desiring to find still waters for our souls, we will take time to rest and ground ourselves in listening intently for the voice of our Good Shepherd, fixing our eyes on Him as He leads us into each season. And I want to close with a promise found in John sixteen thirty three. It says this, Jesus says to His disciples, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world, but be courageous. I have conquered the world. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Therapy and Theology. 
If you have a question or topic you would like discussed on a future episode, please feel free to email me or drop it in the comments. Also, don't forget to subscribe to have each week's episode instantly downloaded to your podcasts and see the show notes for resources mentioned in this episode. To access more content and join my monthly email list for the latest updates and info, visit my website at carlymarkleer.com. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace and throughout scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.